Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. I've been encountering a lot of people with um, oh, fear and anxiety and stress and pressure and whew. And, you know, it seems like we get under pressure, but we forget that what we just did right here is exactly what you need. You know, we can do a lot of things. We can watch TV or do a bunch of stuff just to try to fill our time and to make pressure or anxiety go away. But that's not really what you need. You just need to eat of him and drink of him is what you need. And so I was, um, I've been counseling and talking to a lot of people who have, have, a lot of anxiety. And so I wanted to kind of revisit a couple of things that we've already talked about. Some of us have already talked about um, just healthy ways to regulate yes. our emotions, our experiences, our thoughts that can get us off kilter. And so we've talked a lot about that, but I felt like he was wanting to revisit that again. Um, I was listening um, to a gentleman, and he was talking about that in the first thousand years after Christ, that the um, understanding of what it was to be with Christ was um, being glued to him. And when you break that word down in the Old Testament where he says you should love the Lord your God, he talks about how he's saying you should bond yourself to me. I mean, and we get that, you know, sometimes we glue stuff at, at work, we'll glue some boards together, and we're like, oh, shoot, we got to rework that. And you try to get that apart. It's like you try to pull it apart and part of one board comes off with the other board because they've become one. And so the, the early church closer to Christ understood that what was needed was being bonded or glued to him. Like this. Like, did you feel, was it nice? You know, and so that was like some gluing. It was like him coming to us and us responding to him, and that was some that was some gluing. It was us bonding ourselves to him and him bonding himself to us. And so that was good, wasn't it? And so he was also saying that in the 1700s that the Enlightenment phase came, and it was the age of uh, truth or knowledge. And so everybody sort of got off the bonding and said, oh, if we want to, we know the most truth, 
we should we should focus on truth. And so you can kind of tell how that got us a little heady. We left intimacy, you know, for knowledge or truth. And so then we got a little heady. And then he said, following that, historically, a gentleman <laughs> named Ames released sort of a, a movement of what we should be moving toward, which was making good decisions and having character. So then we went from intimacy bonding to knowledge or being heady and performance. And then from there, you know, the next movement was basically trying to seek power, which you can tell was lost because you quit bonding. You got heady and trying to perform. So now you're missing something, <laughs> you know. And so, you know, he was just saying, we're going to have to get back to the gluing wow. and get back to the bonding right. is the most powerful thing that we yeah. can do. And so that's kind of what we just did. And so does that make sense to you how, how that can happen? And so then we think, oh, we're supposed to be doing a lot of heady stuff. Or we'll say to somebody, you just need one more truth. Just do the truth. And they're like, I need some gluing so I can understand the truth that you're saying to me is real. And so we got to get back to the bonding and the gluing. But what happens, I feel like, um, and you don't have to agree with me, but um, you probably will, though, <laughs> is that we're in such an interesting time, aren't we, when we're in, I mean, I would say we're in an information age. I mean, thank you, technology. How simple was Little House on the Prairie? She just go out and pick her the daisy. I mean, you know, it was just so simple, wasn't it? She wasn't wasn't in the information age, you know. And so the biggest problem they had was the horse through a horseshoe, you know, stuff like that. And you know, so it was slower. They had more time to think, right? You know, enjoy things, see, look around. So in this information age, then it sort of has gone past information to misinformation for manipulation for agendas. Yeah. Yeah. And in there a lot of it. You know, it's like a an ocean of it. And so um, I was just revisiting some things because I'd had some experience with some people who have been having some really intense anxiety. And so I'm not, I'm searching out a matter like, wow, you know, what, it, what do they need? What do they need? And really we all are living in a certain level of anxiety. I mean, you're probably not feeling it right now, but you know, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so think about like, how would you feel without having your phone for a month? Would you have any anxiety about that? I mean, you put it away and you're like, where to put it? I mean, you take it to the bathroom. I mean, like, you can't have 60 seconds in the bathroom. I have a toilet paper holder 
that I have in my bathroom, and it's real cool. It's um, it has a little top on it, so you can set your phone on it. You know. And so every time I go to the bathroom, then I'm running around, and I'm like, where's my phone? And I always know to go to the bathroom because I just want to set it down there. It usually gets set right there. And so, but I'm saying, you know, we, we have, have you ever looked around at places that you go, like restaurants and the whole family's on the phone? Just think about all that information you're taking in. So, you know, there's there's misinformation, and then you know, of course, there's political stuff that's misrepresenting. We know all the uh, different agendas behind that, and and so there's just a whole lot going on. And um, I think Mar Margaret uh, Negeb was describing that your mind or your brain doesn't have the capacity to separate what is really a personal threat or just a threat. Like if, if I mean, now you can have global information. You can see Ukraine getting blown up or, you know, all kinds of stuff. You can see different countries, you know, doing certain things. I mean, you can just see a lot of stuff. And so then your brain doesn't know how to separate, you know, what is my current thing in front of my world that I am navigating. And so it's problematic because then, you know, it, um, it keeps your mind sort of in a state of alert. Yes. And so, you know, if you, if you set all that aside and you just had your little thing, that seems kind of doable, doesn't it? But there's this big old, there's kind of like a big old pile on. So-and-so's doing this, and somebody's doing that, and it's going, they're trying to scare you. Ha! It's going, you know, they're going to take over the country, going to cost you money, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, ah, the state of, ah! Your, your mind is, it doesn't know how to separate it out. And so if you stay in a chronic state of alert, then that's not good, because that's not what that system's designed for. It's designed for like certain moments. Oh, there's a healthy alert. Hey, you know, you got a, you driving down the road, you got flat tire. Alert, you know, kind of take it more to the other direction, stay the cliff way, you know. And so there's just little things that it, it's good, but you don't want to keep it in that heightened state, as we know. So think about has anybody in this room ever said, I feel overwhelmed? How often do you say that? Betty's <laughs> going. <laughs> have you ever feel? Have you ever said, "I feel stressed"? Yes. Yeah. Have you ever said, "Man, I feel so anxious"? Yep. Yeah. And so, are you your best? No. Yep. Right there. Uh. Uh. We're not our we're not our best, and so I, I think it's really important to him because I think what he's saying is I'm your wholeness, I'm your soundness of mind, I'm the joy in your emotions, I'm the strength in your physical man, and so it's important to him 
that he can be that for you. And so that I love that that's kind of what we were doing. It's like, you don't even know how much you need me. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring me to you because I want to wash over you. I want to strengthen you. I want to reshape some things. I mean, man, that's just the sweet spot, isn't it? And so as you're thinking about, what, what do I do when I'm stressed? I mean, you know, stress is one thing that can build to overwhelmed, and then it can build to panic attack, or it can build to fighting mad about it or shutting down. I've got so much to do, I'm going to take a nap kind of thing. You know, yeah. that, that thing. Um, and, and so it, it takes on, um, we're not in peace, and really, you know, peace, when God says, I'm your peace, that's the word shalom. And it's, what's your definition? Just think right now, like, what's your definition of peace? Like calm and quiet, like in my room when I sleep, I get to control my room because I'm in there by myself. Blackout curtains, shut the door so no light gets through, you know, have a little peaceful. Oreo gills in the box, you know. <laughs> She's not, not in the bed. No, she's in the box in another room. You know, you could say, oh, that sounds peaceful. But you, you, we've got to know that the thing, we can't even understand all the things of God, but we just got to know they're good. When he says, I'm your peace, that's a little bit more than I've got you a quiet environment so you can sleep well. I mean, I like that, but yeah. it's more. It's got to be more than that, doesn't it? And so, when it, I mean, just like tonight, think about how you were when you came in, and think about how fun being together is, and how fun just enjoying His presence and pouring out how sweet all that was. I mean, and then I would hope if, if you experience that, then you're probably experiencing peace. But when he says peace, like I don't know what your definition is, but I'm just saying his is probably gr more grand than yours. And so uh, he's saying shalom is my word for peace, and it means wholeness. So where are you not whole? Where are you troubled in your emotions? Where are you troubled in your mind? Where you got trouble in your body? <laughs> trouble! No, just, you know, just <laughs> think, think about, <laughs> think about, that's just a place where we can say, would you come? You know, and so he really is our feast. But for some weird reason, us humanoids are so odd, we, we sometimes don't want to invest in the very thing that we need like we just did tonight. Like if you were at home by yourself tonight, would this have been your experience? But it was good and you needed it, so, right? So shalom means complete. So where are you not complete? Where have you got any trauma that you're stuck and you're still looking at it oddly? 
you're not complete. Where do you need more in your body? You're not complete there yet. Where are your emotions easily triggered <coughs> because things are on the surface? You're not complete right there. Where in your mind do you kind of go off the rails or in the weeds, as we say, and you, you have an outlook on things or toward people that aren't healthy or whole? So, so we've got, I mean, we don't have to, here's the thing, we don't have to feel bad that we're incomplete in places. We just have to be smart enough to say, I know where to go to get complete. It, you know, it, the incomplete doesn't matter if you know where the completeness is. And so I really feel him strongly kind of just trying to emphasize in all the chaos, I'm your peace, I'm your shalom, which means prosperity, wellness, wholeness, all of that. It, that's a full, it's a fullness. How can God be himself with, with who he is and he not have the ability to complete you? He not have the ability to fill you in some way, to reshape you, just, just like we did tonight. It was so good. And so I, he's wanting to talk to us about doing a really good job as humanoids of how we process what we do with stuff, how we maintain our peace, and how do we how do we feast on him? So as things continue, you know, to go the way they go, you're going to have to be a good feaster. I love Thanksgiving. That's one of my favorite times. You want to talk about feasting? I love Thanksgiving. I don't really like those yams, though. Don't get those out of my face. Get that. Uh -uh. And then they put marshmallows on it. Why? It's already got enough sugar on it. It's like forget dessert. You can have yams with marshmallows. But, you know, I mean, you can you kind of feast a little bit, right? Now and later. So just think about what does that look like? Oh, I really want some of that stuffing with the with yes. that gravy on there. But see, that, that that's that's him. He's so feastable. Yes. And really, if he isn't that what um when it says communion is? Yes. I poured me out, come feast. You it says you can come anytime you want. So we, we really, um, we don't have to live in deficiency because we have the one, the complete one. So I kind of wanted to go over just a couple of things. That's just kind of a little bit of a diatribe about what I've been thinking. But um, what's interesting, too, is I was talking to Cece and Teresa about what I was thinking today. I was thinking about, I was looking to see if Sidbo had it up there. Look at her. That's Sivo. Sivo. Crown you, Sivo. Look, she's already got it up there. Perfect peace. Perfect peace, perfect peace, perfect peace, perfect peace. 
out of anxiety into perfect peace. Cece had this dream about a person having torment and had no peace, and they went to a conference, and at this conference, they gave them little pieces of a poster, and they went to sit down, and they were looking at their pieces, and on one side, it was orange, and it had some letters on it, but didn't have like full sentences or words, and that was on one side. And then you turned it over on the other side, and it was real chaotic. It just had, like, scattered letters. It was white with black. It had that, um, oh, illuminary little incomplete triangle with the eye on top, you know. And so it was interesting, two sides of the coin. And so when we were talking about that, she was saying if you stayed at the conference, you would get a piece and you'd learn a little something, and you get another piece, and you learn a little something, and you get another piece. And so you were you would be gaining these pieces, and then when you put all the pieces together, guess what the poster said? Guess. Living in peace. Wow. Isn't that cool? Because I was just what I was going to talk about, and then she had this dream. I was like, mm. And so think about, let's break that down real quick, okay? That that dream right there. Um, the backside was kind of chaotic, scattered. Um, orange is perseverance on its positive side. Um, getting one piece at a time builds perseverance. You know, it's like when you're when you're learning to like here's where I am in my ability to manage me and my relationship with God and all that kind of stuff. You're at a place. So as you're saying, let's just let's look for that next piece. And then let's look for the next piece. I mean, we don't have to live in chaos and be run around the block and get our head beat off. We don't have to live there. So he's trying to say, I want to give you some pieces, just a little piece at a time. And then you can start finding yourself living in peace. And so you have to have perseverance. Um, persevere. I like this definition. Let's see how good you are at this because, see, this is an area I run into a lot is people who haven't been trained um, that they don't have to freak out right. or panic. Like, what is your ability to do something challenging right now? Like, let's say something challenging came into your life when you walked out in the parking lot. What does that normally look like for you? Does that look like scary, panic, lots of verbiage, internal chaos, shutdown? What does that look like when you get it? get a, a good challenge. Y'all you know, been through some good challenges. You know, I went through Teresa's 45-pound monster mass, my best friend for 30 years. I went through my mom passing away suddenly. You know, it's it's what is your ability when something happens, what is your ability to navigate that? Does just somebody not being nice to you somewhere hurt your feelings? In, you know, 
where is your ability, your strength? How have you developed that? And so we kind of learn panic sometimes, you know, and he's wanting us to learn him instead of the panic. And so, you know, I was telling Sarah Lynn, I re I, we had this one where it's a process. I'm talking to you about a process. Um, we had How long had we been doing business with, with that company, you think? Like at least 15 years, right? We had been uh, doing this business, and we kind of got in with these other guys that had another business, and so they would give us a lot of business. How many times did I say business unless you? Um, don't get caught up on counting it. Don't count it. Um, anyway, this is the series of things that happened. We, me and Teresa kind of signed the lease on this place for five years. Sign on the line. Then we know that God's saying that he wants this leadership core to live together. So we all sell our houses and we buy the, this, let's just call it the big house. Yeah. It's the biggest house I've had yet. Might not be the biggest one I ever have, but at this current time, it was the biggest one. So, you know, so sign the, on the line there. And then this company who we've been working with for 15 years decides they don't want to do their business anymore. And so that means that that revenue is not going to be there anymore from them. And so, you know, what do you have to do in these moments? And so I have to say at first, I was like, boy, you know, I, I kind of was like, wow, that's, I wonder what that's going to look like. And then I felt like, I was like, wow, man, I wonder what that's going to do for the mortgage. <laughs> you know, and then I was thinking about, um, well, here's a list of grand ideas of Pam on my Apple note page. Pam's grand ideas. <laughs> right there. It was pretty long, you know. <laughs> and so... I mean, that's serious, you know, when you think about it, it's like, okay, what, well, you know. So then it was really good because after I went through that process, it's sort of like when things happen, you know how we've talked about before, emotion goes up like a roller coaster and that's when it's its highest. And if you'll wait a minute, don't panic, it'll come back down, it'll level out, you know. And so it kind of had gone up a bit. I mean, you know, it was supposed to last 20 minutes, but I think it was longer than that. I think it was days. It was days. You know? And so um, then I just sat down. I said, okay, God, you know, this cannot be this thing I'm living in right now. You, this solution I'm trying to come up, you've got something beside that. And so... I just sat with the Holy Spirit and I said, okay, you've got something bigger. You're going to start giving me some really creative ideas. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about this. I really trust you. I'm open. And see, that was really good for me. I mean, that was really a key because I said, because uh, I'm the manager yeah. of it. And so, I mean, I try to run it and do the schedule and get the product, you know, all that. Lenny, she gets to look at the checkbook. I get to spend all the money, give her the receipts. But anyway, w when I opened up to, this thought came out of nowhere. When I opened up to, this could be really good. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yes. That's 
This could be really good. I want to be really creative. Show me how to be creative with this new. And then I began to get kind of happy about it and excited about it. Like, what's it going to do? What's it going to look like? Where's, you know, and so, but that could, that was a little bit of anxiety. And see, then I wasn't really in a super amount of peace right there. But he, he want, but that needed to be reworked in me because all through our lives, we'll be in a good place and something will go along and you'll kind of not even know. Like I might have probably after 15 years just got to right. thinking that that's just going to go on forever. Right. That's just always going to be there. And see, that's big because over time, if that starts to shape my thinking, then that's dangerous because he's my provider. And so it's like, I got to take that back. They're not my provider. You're my provider. And since then, we've just been running along. I can't even keep the estimates up. Then I got anxiety because I got, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Got so many estimates, I can't even keep up with them. But got so much business. No, I'm just kidding. Kind of, no. Uh, It comes and goes, you know, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. no, I really have to manage that too. It's another area I have to manage, you know, like when I feel ang- anxiety and like I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh God, like this pile. And I know how long that pile's going to take, maybe two weeks or so per thing, you know. It's like, oh. Then I'll just push myself away from the desk and I'll just breathe. I can feel that. Do you ever feel that? Yeah. Do you ever feel that anxiety thing? What does it feel like for you? Do you feel like, like an elephant on your chest or do you feel like heart racing or? You know, you kind of your body. Your body, you can feel it when you're having anxiety or pressure. And so, in that moment, you know, when I can feel that, I don't want to. My body gives me a clue. Yo, yo, right there. You know, (laughs) you better get back, girl. So I can feel that in that moment, and so I can either kick it in gear and press harder. Do those, you know, look up all those links and all that and try to figure out all those prices, do my little calculation. I can work faster and faster and faster. And then that builds us up in a frenzy a little bit. And aren't we, aren't we lovely? <laughs> aren't we lovely? You know? Girls, did y'all get that done over there? <laughs> we got this other thing to do. You know? And so... And yeah, you know, we got to manage that. And so then I've just kind of began this thing where I would just, when I, in my body, when I feel it, I will not let it drive me. I'll just push away from the desk and I'll just, I'll just say, I'll just take a big old breath. You know, isn't it funny how even breathing, because it kind of tries to take your breath away a little bit. You know, like, I learned on this video that if you breathed in really deep and then you, the, you exhaled longer. Remember, Caroline Leaf tried to teach us that, but I never did get her exercise done. It was weird for me. Like, she would increase it and then like breathe out for 17 seconds. Who can breathe out for 17 seconds? <laughs> but this video was just saying, you know, it was something I could do. It said, breathe in really deep and then... 
exhale longer, and then it slows your heart rate down and doesn't make you so panicky. You know, see, all of these are really good things because the designer designed us in a way that we can learn how to do life without living panicky or in anxiety. And so then I have to get back to where I just partner with him because, you know, we, we forget to partner. And so I'll say, I'm just looking at Bailey for some reason, we'll forget to partner, Bailey. And so then I'll say, you know, Holy Spirit, you know, I just, I really trust you. I really need you. I cannot, I'll just be honest. I will tell him my weakness. I cannot do all this. That's freeing. I don't know, something about us really freeing. Instead of fighting against that and act like we got to do it to prove some, I can't do all this. Show me what's important. What's what's the next thing to do? And then I can, you know, kind of do it. And so, you know, we want to co-regulate. Do you get what I mean by that? Yes. Not just try to regulate yourself. You want to co-regulate. And so we've got all this going on. We've got to start being mindful to your body clues is the first one because your thoughts will trigger emotions and that will start to affect your body. Now, if we don't want to deal with any of that healthily and really go for authentic peace, then we'll do coping stuff. And so we do that. We get on our phone for 400 hours. We binge on Netflix. I mean, you know, some people like comfort to eat and, you know, all kinds of different stuff we, we do. It sounds like Yoda. Different stuff we do. And so, you know, <laughs> that's what it sounded like, didn't it? Different stuff we do. Um, and so he's just saying, my goal for you is peace. I'm your peace. Don't leave me out. I know the girls have it at work all the time. I like stuff can happen, and I'm sure they're like, whew, that comes up. You know, and so we have to pay attention to what's going on in our body because it's really telling us something. Okay. And then we've got to see there's two areas Margaret Margaret um, Negeb says that you have to differentiate. It's that one that says anxiety on it. Said, well, she back there. There she was. She was like this. <laughs> I think she was like sleeping and then I woke her up. That what yeah. Anxiety. Can you read that right there? Yeah. Read it out loud. Shoot dang. <laughs> Read it again. Anxiety is caused by a triggered mind or a disconnected heart. Okay, so when your body says, ooh, you're stressing right now, you're holding a lot of tension, you know you have two places to look. So you say, okay, what am I thinking about? And see how your thinking's going. And the other place that causes it is when we really have something going on but we don't honor our heart. Yes. How you doing? Fine. <laughs> you look like you're. You don't. You look like you're not very happy. I'm good. I'm good. You know. It's it, so that causes anxiety because 
then you're not congruent with your own self. It's kind of like you're fighting with yourself in there. You're trying to present something, and there we, that's another problem because then you've got the peace, uh, people, the peace and people, the people pleasing going on where then you dishonor your heart to people please. Instead of saying, man, you know, I'm, I'm really struggling. For some reason, fear came in from me right there. And see, that congruency with your heart means that something can happen accurately for you to help you. And so we want to, we really want to stop it. Stop it. Okay, just stop it. Will you stop it? Stop it. Will you stop it? Will you stop being, will you stop really faking it and lying? And I mean, I don't want, don't. Don't go on the other side either and be just a vomiter. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, the goal is to try to understand what you're experiencing. I'm experiencing fear. I'm experiencing, I'm really angry right now. That really made me angry. I wonder why that made me so angry. You know, that really made me sad right there. That really hurt my feelings. Why did that hurt my feelings so bad? That is how we get to peace, perfect peace, instead of fake peace. And then we stay out of where we're we're disappearing because we're we're functioning out of like overactivity to try to keep ourselves busy, you know, Netflixing, like I said, or whatever the million sleeping. I got so many things to do, I'm just gonna go to sleep. You know, that kind of thing. It you're not your powerful self when you're either not dealing with what you're thinking or you're not being honest about where your heart's at. And so, you know, as far as think, whenever you're in anxiety, again, the body will clue you in. Once the body clues you in, then you, you want to look at those two areas. And you just have to ask the Holy Spirit. That is called co-regulating when you say, Holy Spirit, why am I feeling that way right there? Why am I thinking that? What what made me start feeling stressed out? I was just really happy. What happened right there? I mean, he's pretty accurate. Didn't he say, I will lead you into all truth? I will lead you into all truth. If you will get off your strong stance of what you're thinking, well, that, well they did that because they were annoyed with me. Well, you don't know that. Maybe they were just tired, you know. So we we build anxieties because we overthink for people, you know, instead of just communicating or, or being honest where we're at. But you can't get the perfect peace from there. Now, here's a biggie. You ready for it? You cannot solve anxiety with anxiety questions. That just means you're just in a wrestling room with anxiety. The anxiety isn't true. Hey, I don't have that one about emotions, do I? It was the one she, Margaret, had about um, emotions aren't truth. They're just what you believe to be true. So you're feeling kind of strongly about something. But that doesn't mean that it's true. It just means maybe you've got a trauma still yep. 
that triggers you. Maybe you've got a memory there that triggers you. Maybe you're misreading something. Maybe you're, you know, you've got a need. Like, I, I really feel unseen today. I really feel like gar hot garbage. <laughs> hot garbage. <laughs> Me and Judy have been saying that because uh, <laughs> Coach Prime on the third game of the season, they played a messy ball game. It was so messy. There was flags everywhere. I feel like it lasted 14 hours. It was so slow. But anyway, they asked him how they played, how he felt about it. He said, it was hot garbage is what it was. All I could say was hot garbage. And so it's just a bunch of hot garbage. You cannot defeat anxiety. Are you getting what I'm saying? Anxiety is either something in your thinking or you, that's off or triggering a memory or something or a feeling, oh, that feels like something else that happened, or your heart's not congruent. So you got to look in those two places instead of ruminating on the anxiety and what can I do, what, asking these, these open-ended questions what can I do? How did I get to school? <laughs> you know, you can't solve anxiety that way. That will free somebody. I don't know who that's for, but that will free you. So if you have anxiety, that's not the place to look right there. The place is to really look and say, what's happening in my thinking? What's happening in my heart right now? And then he will help us get back to peace. This is giving me the... So on that poster, that's really good, isn't it? If you have perseverance, and see how needed that is? Think, me start, start thinking about when things come across my desk, let's say problems or challenges, start thinking about what your reaction is to those. Or problematic people, there's plenty of those in there. <laughs> there's no shortage of those. And so you're you're going to start thinking about how good do you do with that? Does it knock you off? Or why did that offend me? That's just a broken person right there. Why did that offend me? Start looking at how much stamina, how much stability you have to stay in a moment and search God out and say, hey, what needs to happen right here? You know, you're really like, Teresa always says you're a solutionary and you have the Holy Spirit. So we really want to, you know, keep doing that. I have to just give Moo kudos because she's come a really, really, really long way. You know, so has Sidwell since Band-Aid Monday when she first arrived. But they they've you know, your your stamina or your push through used to be smaller, wouldn't you think? But don't you feel like you've really grown in that? Like something will happen that's hard and you know, if she needs some help, then Teresa will give her a good tongue to No. Uh, <laughs> you know, she'll have a conversation. And, I mean, boy, well, if you shape it, then, you know, she's she's staying on it. You know, she's um, working through it. And so I really want us to make sure as things keep getting chaotic and chaotic and amped up and amped up that we don't get caught up in the frenzy. Of people's stuff out there or media or whatever that were stable, that were fixed, that were solid, that were nurtured, you know what I mean? And then we have the ability to give something away. And so it's really important. Um, on, I'm going to try to hurry on that dream and wrap this up. But on the, um, you have to have perseverance, which means you have to maintain purpose in spite of difficulty, obstacles, or discouragement. How good are you at that? 
I'm a daughter or a son. I have the power of the Holy Spirit. Just like that job thing I was telling you about. He's going to do something right here. Yeah. Um, the other side of the worksheet was, it means it was stubborn, unreasonably obstinate, would not be flexible, fixed in your own opinion, stiff, difficult to shape. Uh, the eye, Illuminati eye on there, was referring to, it was a symbol of an eye floating, which was a little G, you're the God, and you are your own illumination of truth for yourself, and you're stubborn about it. And so see, if you'll build piece by piece, you're going to have to start really practicing that in your life, in your daily life. And I'm just, you're going to really probably need to pull somebody in, right, to help you. I would think. Um, Cheryl's got a story I wanted her to share. Can you share, Cheryl? Um, can we turn that mic on for her? About how important it is. Is that we don't do things alone. You know, that Illuminati eye was an independent eye. I don't need anybody. I can do it myself. I'm God of my own life. Mm -hmm. And that's really stubborn. And you're going to be in a lot of anxiety there. So Cheryl has a little story for us. Yeah, so I just recently came back from a trip, flew back in yesterday, um, and had a connecting flight. And so was on this waiting for the second flight, uh, got the text that my flight was going to be delayed. So that's probably where my anxiety began is where it got delayed. Um, and so for me, I started realizing just that that pressure that I was feeling um, of things not going the way that I thought they would go. Um, I was traveling by myself, um, and that was a new thing. And then realizing, so I start to have all these thoughts of like, oh, Shudi was supposed to come pick me up at the airport at 9, and now it's getting pushed back further and further. And so I could tell that I was starting to feel overwhelmed, you know, and there's obviously like external things going on. I'm, I'm around about five gates. They're all incoming and outgoing. Things are going on with them. I can't find anybody to talk to about, about my flights. So I could tell I was starting to get to a place melting down. I could feel myself melting down. Um, and even, you know, I'm trying to I call Aaron to work through it and I could tell like I'm about to hit that point, which for me, it would be shut down. And I think um, one of my indicators, any extreme emotion for me ends in tears, happy, sad, frustrated. And so I could feel that coming on as my indicator. And so in that moment, that was kind of my pause moment of, okay, we've got to just take a second. Cause if I try to do something out of this anxiety, I, I'm, I'm going to really push myself to a place where I'm in a lot of fear um, over just a simple, simple flight delay, you know, but in that moment, it seemed like a really, really big deal. And so I knew for myself that I couldn't do it by myself. So I'm, I'm reaching out to the people that I set up to have a thing with to make sure it's okay that they pick me up, you know, and she, of course, is like, I'm all in, I'm coming to get you no matter what time it is. You know, and so that was super helpful. And then, you know, talking with Aaron and he's helping me coordinate. And so I think a big thing for me is I had to take a pause. Like I was like, I know if I keep going and try to just push through, even just to like get information on 
my next flight of like what to do, it was going to, there was going to be a full meltdown. There's going to be like some not fun thing. So it was really helpful for me to just realize, oh, my body's trying to tell me something right now. Like just take a second. And I probably took about 30 minutes until I felt like, okay, I can move on and, and make a decision. And so from that place, you know, was able to start navigating and having conversations, you know, to the point where even I had a conversation with the one concierge I could find and he wasn't very nice, but it wasn't, it really helped me to take that pause to even be able to approach him, you know, and he didn't have to be a certain way towards me, you know? And so then I go get coffee and when I got coffee, I realized, oh, I'm really tired. Like that was a big aspect of it. I was like, oh, I'm just really tired. <laughs> I just want to go home, you know? And so it was just really cool, I think, for me to be able to say, wait a second, I don't want to make a decision out of this place and I need help because on my own, I could tell that like lies were starting to come in, like that I'm not even capable. I'm not capable of getting myself home. You know, like I won't be able to talk to a stranger, you know, which I do every day, you know, so it's just like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, obviously like what you're saying, self-imposing on Chudy, that Chudy's going to be so upset. She has to stay up late, you know, all that stuff. So it was really, really good for me to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I had my indicators and wait until I could come down to then start problem solving. So, yeah. I wonder what that would have looked like if you hadn't called a lifeline. The concierge, <laughs> what would that look like, you know? <laughs> Pulled out meltdown. <laughs> so, you know, a couple of things that you, God really wants you to bond yourself to him because he's always available. Okay. And that is the greatest thing you need. The second greatest thing you need is each other. Healthy others healthy others. And so those are two great things that you need and two great things that you have. Okay. So I just pray over you tonight. Papa, we just say we want to live in peace. And so right now we just breathe you in. When we ex exhale any anxiety. Yeah. And we just show us the way of peace because the way of peace is life. And so it's the place where we can hear you, experience you, see you. And we want to live there. And so I just pray over people's processes as they're moving on that you would train them how to have that perseverance piece by piece that builds the poster till they're living in peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life Okay. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com.